Welcome into a weekend edition of After the Press here on ClintonHerald.com. I'm your host, Zach James. And instead of John and I doing some pan- banter for the weekend, we're going to focus on the big national event for the weekend, and that is the Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock on KLJB, uh, locally here on TV. And here's my interview with Chad Dare of the Danville Commercial News. And Chad, you're a NASCAR fan. You grew up with NASCAR. You go down to Daytona every year. You're just a couple hours from Indianapolis. NASCAR came out a couple weeks ago and said they were going to make some changes to the point system and all that good stuff. What are your thoughts about that? The the changes were a complete surprise to me. I, when when all the news broke about all the changes, that was you know very shocking. But the more that I've kind of read up on it, and that I kind of like the idea. I mean, they're they're really promoting, you know, the, the idea of not only winning now, but also running up front. I mean, you know, uh, within, you know, when the new chase format was adopted in the last decade, they emphasized the win. They, they were tired of basically having people going out in points racing and just getting, you know, the points every game, you know, race and just always being satisfied with that and trying to use that to get, to get to the title. Now it's more about winning and, and moving on. Well, the way that they've set it up with the new format is it's not only about winning the race, it's also about winning each stage. And they're going to have two stages, or actually three stages. The first two stages will just be, during parts of the race, will be about 25 to 30% of that race. Those will be worth anywhere from 1 to 10. Basically, the, the point system is set up where the first place driver at the end of the first segment will get 10 points, and they'll also get a bonus point that'll go toward the postseason that they have. Um, and so that, that's also set up for the second stage. Then for the champ, for the actual race, you'll get 40 points and five points that goes toward the postseason, which and change also along those lines is that these postseason bonus points that they're accumulating, either through a segment win or through the race win, are now going to carry over into each of the championship rounds leading up to the final, which is kind of something new in the sense that a year ago, Martin Truex Jr. would not, you know, did not qualify for the final four based upon what happened in the, the contender round. And under the new format, he would have contended because of the fact that he had won two races in the first um, round of the playoffs. And now those bonus points will help him move on the championship round. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how it all plays out. When you, uh, some of the, the video that I've seen from drivers, you know, have, they're talking about, you know, how they're looking forward to it. And, and I think that um, Denny Hamlin had the, had the best quote about it, you know, is that you don't necessarily need to know how a watch works. You just need to know that it tells the right time. And that's pretty much how this, you know, format is. You don't necessarily need to know all the, the nuances of how this, you know, system's going to work, you just need to know that it's going to have the best driver winning at the end. And I, I think that that's what is going to happen right now. I think it's going to be something that is going to be positive. It's also one of the things that the, the wonderful friends in TV are so happy about is that after each segment, they're going to throw the caution flag. They're going to be able to interview the driver that won that segment during it. And it will also give NASCAR basically a TV timeout. It will allow the, the networks now to use a commercial slot in, at the end of each of those segments that they would have that they've used previously during maybe actual racing action, 
and Fox, you know, came out, Fox TV came out and basically said that they project that they'll be able to show at least 25% more of live racing now than what they've been able to in the past by having those set basically TV timeouts into the race. How much is all this going to affect the strategy of the driver? It'll affect it a great deal, and especially at the restrictor plate, restrictor plate tracks. In the past, you've seen guys at the restrictor plate just hang back, you know, sit back at the end of the draft and just ride around, trying to avoid, you know, the big accident, the big wreck. Now, if they want to gain points and if they want, you know, those basically those championship bonus points, they're going to have to be running up front. And they're going to, you know, trying to go for the wins of each of those segments. So they're not going to be able to hang back and do that. Um, I think that that's going to, you know, force drivers to be a little more aggressive. And that's, that, you know, that'll apply to every track. I mean, you won't be able to, you know, just, you know, sit back and wait for something to happen or, or try to play with the fuel mileage and, you know, and try to sneak out a win. You know, that's not, you know, as likely to happen now. Now you're going to have to go out and race for it. You know, at the end of the race in the final segment, which is going to be roughly about half the race is the way that they're projecting it, you're still going to have some of that strategy. So that will still keep fans, you know, who like that portion of the racing involved. But during the first parts of the races now, it's going to really require drivers to be a little more calculated and, and trying to go harder for, you know, running up front. You don't, you know, you're not just going to sit back and say, well, I'm going to wait and until the end of the race, the final, you know, after the final pit stop and then turn it on and try to win it. You know, it's, you know, if we think about it in, in every other sport, you know, you don't see, you know, you don't see basketball teams falling behind by 28 points and then trying to say, oh, here we go. We're in the final five minutes of the game. We're going to turn it on now and win it. You know, that, that's not possible. You know, that's not possible in most sports, but it was possible in racing. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to be contending right away from the, the start. You can't just, you know, contend at the end. And the other thing that one of the other interesting little changes that they that didn't get much publicity is that drivers now are going to be required to start the races on the tires that they used in qualifying. They will not be, you know, so you won't, you know, one of the things about that is guys won't have special tires now that just get them to pull and then you'll see them, you know, then going out in the race and, you know, using a different set. That's, not going to be possible. Now you're going to have to use the same set they used in qualifying. So it's going to be a little more, you know, strategic in that sense is that you can't, you know, just specifically pick a set of tires that is just good for two or three laps. You're going to have to pick a set that's good, you know, good for the two or three laps for qualifying, and then that will also be good for the start of the race. With all this said and what you've explained, and you've explained it very well as we're talking with Chad Dare of the Danville Commercial News talking NASCAR, how much does NASCAR hope all these changes re-energizes the fan base a little bit? I think almost all of it. I think the majority of it. And I think that the other thing that it's, it is looking at doing is I think that you've had a situation where similar to um, baseball in the sense that, you know, the, the, the pace of play, you know, in NASCAR has dropped off a little bit. You, you know, you have people who may not watch for the first half of the race knowing that, well, that part doesn't matter. So, you know, the, when the TV broadcast comes on at 1 o'clock, you know, they might look at it and say, okay, I'll turn on the race around 2.30, and then I'll watch just the final, you know, you know, half of it or whatever and to see who wins. And so now I think that this is kind of being promoted for the TV people 
to kind of get people intrigued into it from the very start to the end and kind of carry it over. Because I think that that's part of the problem is that, you know, NASCAR, some of the your general fans, obviously the diehard NASCAR fans are going to watch flag to flag regardless. There's, you know, that's never going to change. And that group of fans are, is always going to be there. But it's the general fan that, you know, can find things that distract them just a little bit that they're losing. And those are the people that, you know, are very, you know, are, are the ones that you want to you know, pull back into the racing. And I think that those are the ones that kind of helped build NASCAR to where it is today. They got intrigued by it right away. They, you know, saw stuff happening. They were, you know, it was exciting. They, they kind of got pulled in. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're being pulled other ways, you know, whether it's, you know, through other sports, you know, going on, whether, you know, you know, between baseball and soccer. And obviously at the end of the racing season, you have NASCAR, you know, you have NFL, excuse me, and stuff like that going on, those all pull, you know, at, at the race fans a little bit. So now I think that, you know, anything they can do to kind of pull in that general fan is what they're trying to do. And, and I think that it, the other thing is that the drivers want it. The drivers want, you know, something to kind of get them energized a little bit because I think that, you know, they found themselves just kind of being bored a little bit through the first half of these races, you know, and, and not really being, you know, doing much because of how, it, how balanced the basically how balanced the racing is you you know you were just kind of sitting there riding around and trying to trying to work your car to get it better for the end of the race and now you got to work yourself to get better right away you can't just sit back and wait for it to happen you've got to make stuff happen now handicap the season for me how do you think the monster energy series is gonna play out it's I, this season will be very interesting. I mean, you have you say Jimmy Johnson going for the record eight um, title, and I think that you know he would be obviously the the odds-on favorite if it's going into the year. You you think that that's probably it. Uh, you know, you also have you know the Stewart Haas racing teams without a Tony Stewart move, making the move this year to Ford products. So it'll be interesting to see how they do with the Fords. You know, Kevin Harvick probably. Is going to be the, the, is the leader of that one. They be considered a, you know a top dog. Um, Joe Gibbs Racing and the Toyotas. They are going to be obviously. You look at Kyle Busch. He probably would be my second choice. You know if you to put odds on people to win. Um, and I think that that you know those are your probably top ones. You have a, a Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano who are running for Penske and Ford. They're you know among the top five. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. And each manufacturer obviously has, you know, things that they want to get accomplished this year. And, and it'll be interesting to see how these, te- you know, teams, you know, move along because there's been obviously changes made to the, the templates of the cars. You know, the, the rear spoilers have been dropped down a little bit more. You know, little things like that have happened. And it'll be how these teams adjust to the changes will determine, you know, what happens in the year. I, you know, the, the one dark horse that I have that I would, that I'm really kind of pulling for to, to, to contend and, and win the title this year will be Martin Truex Jr. Considering that he's in a one-car team, and that's you know kind of you know the the outlier. There's not you know very many one-car teams that are successful in NASCAR, and you know that's why I kind of pull for him to, to get it done because it would be very interesting to see you know it go back to the days of a one-car team being successful and winning. It's you know nowadays you have the super teams and. They have all this, and while, you know, Martin Truex Jr. has had to align himself with Gibbs Racing, you know, he's still out there on his own. 